You're listening to Say Yes to Travel with your host, Sarah Dandeshi. Oh my God, this is... Okay, cool. Welcome back to another episode of Say Yes to Travel. Uh, I'm so excited because I've got my boy... John Decker here. And if you could actually, well, we'll make sure that you can actually see this video because he is flying a plane across the screen, which is why I had him on the second time. I'm going to, I'm, can I just call you Johnny D from now on? Or do That's you fine. That? Uncle John, Johnny D, I don't care. I could care. Oh my hey God. You. Hey, you. Um, so, uh, John Decker, I, I actually, by the way, your podcast before was one of our most popular podcasts you, because you are so informative you. and you are such a wealth of knowledge. And um, the situation has changed since we last spoke. It was March and now it is the middle of July. And Right. And, and shall I start it off with just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful information? Yes, please start it off with well, the great Qantas, Qantas has informed the world that they can all just go suck an egg and they're not going to fly internationally till March, 2021. Really? This airlines is not going to fly passengers internationally like LA to Sydney, LA to Melbourne, nothing till next year, March. Wow. Yes. That is huge news. That just came over last night. Inventory has been pulled out of the reservation systems. People planning to go, you know, uh, you could still probably get there via Singapore or, you know, some other odd way because you still can't go through New Zealand. It's nuts. Yeah. The world is a beautiful place. The world is a beautiful place. It is a beautiful place. Okay. So, well, wow. You just hit us with that right out the gate. As always, mm-hmm. by the way, that's how you tend to roll, which is why I love you. Uh, but, well, so that's interesting. Okay. So, I mean, I, I have some questions for you, but let's talk about that sure. a little bit more. So with Qantas going ahead and making this big announcement, how do you see that other airlines are going to f- follow suit or respond? Well, I mean, it's the, it's the airline of the, it's the airline of the country. So uh, you're still thinking that COVID is going to be around and, and, and they're just, they're just being, they're just not going to make any money. So if we're not going to make any money, why are we going to fly? And that's the way I think they're looking at it. Wow. They did talk about flying, of course, um, uh, still Trans-Tasman to Auckland, Wellington, and, and Christchurch, and maybe out to some of the islands, uh, Fiji, Vanuatu, uh, New Caledonia. But other than that, you know, I, I see the Chinese airlines flying down there. I, I don't know what passengers they're carrying. I, I don't know uh, if the Australians are letting the Chinese mm-hmm. in as tourists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That was a nice slap in the face today. Yeah. Way to start the morning off, huh? Definitely. Gosh, it's crazy. Okay, so let's... Because since the last time, well, really quick, since the last time we chatted, we went from, hey, maybe we can all go to Europe or do something in the end of July, right? Mm-hmm. And business for travel agents got really good for two weeks. It really did. And I booked people to Europe traveling in August and September. And then came that Thursday, I think it was about 10 o'clock, what was it, 10 a.m. or so, when the bomb got dropped through the New York Times that, hey, you know what, Uh, we're not going to let Americans into Europe. And then it's just been a spiral stint. Have you figured out any loopholes to get Americans to Europe, or do you not even want to go there? I mean, what are the loopholes? 
So on the 30th of June, I did watch a plane leave Duluth, Iowa, and it flew to Cagliari in Italy, uh, Sardinia. Mm -hmm. And it landed at nine o'clock in the morning, private plane. And at 11.30 that night, it took off and flew back to Duluth, Iowa after the pilots got their sleep and they wouldn't let everybody off the plane. The idiots flew thinking that they could get in on a private plane, flew it all the way to Italy, and they let their pilots have their nine hours of sleep in the airport. And at 11.30 that night, they kicked their asses out and sent them back to America. So there are no ways around it. Mm. So well, uh, interesting, because I did actually just have the, um, the tourism board for Malta reached out to me and they were like, right. we're allowing Americans after July 15th. And I'm like, really? But is Malta part of the European Union? I guess they're not officially part of it. I mean, that would right. really be the only right. thing, the only way around it. So, I mean. How does one get to Malta? Uh, well, from Los Angeles, uh, you would either fly direct from here to Rome, for example, or you can do a stopover, whether it's Atlanta, Newark, et cetera, Rome, and then Rome to Malta. Okay. Coming from personal experience. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but well, I do uh, know I do know that the airlines are allowing transit through their yes, correct. They are allowing transit. So so one, if you can get to like if you are um, transiting through Rome, for example, and continuing on, although right. that might be a little tricky. I, I'm curious actually about that how they sell that ticket because when I did that, I had to leave the international terminal and go to a completely different terminal. So in theory, in theory, you entered Europe. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know how they're doing that unless they're doing a special shuttle in that particular case or, or something. So I've been dealing I've been dealing lately with a lot of rich people problems. <laughs> well, not too bad. Well, I, I just tell them no because they're just all trying these different ways of trying to get into Europe. It's funny because I actually did a video last week and I was like, okay, what are all the different ways? So what if you go and you do either like um, England or Ireland and you do the 14 day quarantine, can you then continue on from there? And it's like, no, you can't nope. just stop, just nope. stop. And I mean, it's really at the end of the day, it's like, like, I get it. People want to get out of their house, their homes, but it's like, I, you know. So we, the Decker family just spent the last week on the road. Mm -hmm. Where have you been? We have been on the road through pretty much doing what everybody else, I think, on the Western United States has been doing, and that's going to Utah. Yeah. A lot of people have gone parks. to Utah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Beautiful? It's uh, beyond, beyond beautiful. Was it crowded? No. Good. No, it was not crowded. Uh, we felt really secure. We felt really safe. Uh, the properties we stayed at were clean. Uh, the places we ate were fantastic. We, um, we were outside other than being in our hotel room or, or being, getting some food to bring back to our hotel room. We were outside and, and it, it was, or we were driving just the three of us, my wife, my daughter, and myself. And it was, it was spectacular. It was absolutely spectacular. Oh, I, I, I had no idea. Uh, we, we and we did some two lane highway uh, travel also. Okay. Via uh, we 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 we're currently still in Arizona. We drove two lane highway from Phoenix uh, up through to Kingman, and uh, uh, you have no cell service for two hours. Fantastic. It's great. And it was spectacular. I mean, just beautiful. Like 
you drive through this um, uh, forest of Joshua trees. Oh. You drive through this forest of uh, saguaro cactuses, and I'm hundreds of thousands of them. And then these rock formations, and you're like, no, no, no. These people just stuck these rocks, stacked them on top of each other. But it's been millions of years of, of, of rain and sun and just the, the formations are incredible. And then th- there's a drive, and, and I don't know if you've done it, but I, hundreds of thousands and millions of people have done it. And that is the I-15 out of Las Vegas going north. There's about a 10-mile stretch that you pop from Nevada into Arizona and then back to Utah. And that 10-mile stretch, going through the gorge, uh, Virgin Gorge is what it's called, on the Virgin River. Man, oh, man, I just couldn't believe it. And once we got through there, you end up in St. George, and you've got every color under the sun imaginable with formations. Going to Zion Park, uh, the girls had to go dune buggy, so we went sand railing, driving around in sand rails. Awesome. I love that you just even how you're describing it because I think that that's one of the big things right now. We're obviously seeing that it is like road trips are kind of like the way to go just because with everything being so, Mm. uh, so up in the air, but I, you know, you as I I mean, definitely you're a professional travel traveler, travel agent and all of the above that I think all too often we overlook what's kind of here in our backyard relatively. And it's, there's so much great stuff. That so it's like, much great stuff. So it's like, get out of your house. Sure. Just don't worry about get Europe. Get in the car and go. Rent a car. Yeah, exactly. Go, rent a car and go. And just don't even worry about it. You can go stay in places from, from nothing if you want to camp outside of the KOA to, you know, $30 motels to $90 Fairfield Inns. Yeah. And- by Marriott. By Marriott. Wink, wink. Exactly. Well, <laughs> and uh, 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 we went jet skiing. Uh-huh. And then really quickly. And then one of the other drives we did is that, so it's kind of, we did kind of a circle where we came out of, of Phoenix and then we came, uh, you have to go kind of northwest and then you went to Vegas and then we continued over to St. George. But then we went back the other way and we, we headed south to Page, at, which is right below Lake. Is that where the wave is? Yes. Oh, I've always wanted to go there. So beautiful. So, so beautiful. Uh, uh, again, the different uh, topographies that you're going up and down, you're going all the way up to uh, seven and a half thousand feet. And the next thing you do is you're dropping down. And then we got where we're driving into Page, and my daughter, 14 year old daughter, says, Look at this. Look at, we're seeing these wonders of the world. And, and, and she says, this is the beginning of the Grand Canyon right here. That This bridge we're going after, over, over the dam. I, I'm, I'm not quite sure what the dam is there at Page. My wife knew it right away. But we yeah. went to the dam and she says, this is the beginning of the of the Grand Canyon. And she's right. It was the beginning of the Grand Canyon. You know, wow. the, Grand, the north side entrance is off that two lane highway that we drove between St. George and Page. Yeah. And we went through uh, Keenan, Utah also which was seemed to be a big point for the north entrance to the Grand Canyon. So yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no, it's, it's, wow. It's, and I, I mean, it's, there's so much to do here. So that obviously, I think that seems to be as far as the wisest advice. Um, so, so shifting a little bit more to like, just travel tra- trends. Yes, sorry. Say, no, 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 it's okay. I'm, look, this is great because it's, 
it's showing how exciting it is, you know, to just explore everything that's here. Okay. So what are we, gosh, I don't even know where to begin because there's so much. So certainly there's the, the ban, the EU travel ban for, uh, for Americans, you know, going to Europe. Can Europeans come here? Yes. Uh, Europeans can come here as long as they've got the COVID paperwork to get in. Okay. Interesting. So the big, the big new thing that I'm really seeing and, and having LAX as my home base, uh, I've really researched it there the most, but, but now it seems like all of a sudden you're being asked if you're traveling overseas, uh, and what was soon to be Hawaii coming August 1st is that you needed to have paperwork that says that you've been tested Mm -hmm. within 72 hours of arrival. And here is your results. Mm-hmm. And there are now three or four places around LAX that that are doing that within a 12 hour. You're getting your results. It's their 24 hour facilities that are giving your results within 12 hours of having it done. Wow, that's smart. I mean, and I mean, they need to do that. It's because what what are you going to do? Like even here in Los Angeles, you know, it's free to get tested if you are Angelino, but then it takes three days to get the test. Right. So I mean, and, and also, then it's, it's not valid anymore. Yeah. Exactly. If you're traveling. Exactly. So, I mean, also, I mean, we're also seeing these states are doing quarantines, require quarantines from other states. But how can that be? It's all self. It's all, you got to do it yourself, quarantine. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. So, I mean, I was even debating on if there was some way to go visit family in Pennsylvania. And I'm like, well, technically I have to quarantine. And it's like, well, how do they monitor? So Hawaii, they were monitoring that when you- Yes, they were. Right, right. We ha- I had some people go into Kauai. They have a house there. And the police came three times in the two weeks to see them. Oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yep. So what wh- what are we seeing? Like, I know before, you know, again, like you had mentioned before that the last time we talked, we were kind of like hoping that people would be able to travel to Europe by the end of the summer. Now, who the heck knows? I mean, at this point- it's it, do you, do you, does it almost feel like it's still the waiting game, like just an extension yeah. from March? We're we're done. We're 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 now to Labor Day. I think. Yeah. I mean, we're all sitting on our hands to Labor Day. I I think the biggest issue con- currently now is is families are starting to try to figure out school for their children. Yeah. The one that don't have children are trying to figure out where and what they can do in the month of August. And there's you know you can still go to the Caribbean. You can go to St. Bart's. So what are your thoughts on that, by the way? Because I was looking at the- I'd, get on, I'd go tomorrow. Yeah, so- I just won't fly. Oh, you won't fly? Well, you'll go by boat? No. You're going to swim? I'd go, I'd go by private jet. I'd go probably maybe by Delta Airlines. I'd go by one of the airlines that is still not filling the plane 100%. Yes. Oh, so that's, again, a good topic to talk about because we have been seeing- United and American domestically are now filling the plane 100%. They're just like, we don't care. Just get on the plane. Right. Which is nuts to me. Like why? And especially, I mean, I get it. Look, I understand you take out the middle seat. They're like not even breaking even. Like I get it for sure. But then you have other- We're paying for it because we're paying for it because the taxpayers are paying all this money through September, October. Mm-hmm. And that's why Southwest says that they're going to keep it at 67% through the end of July. And then they'll look at, but mm-hmm. Delta has said it's through September. Exactly. Yeah. 7% as is Alaska. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which not, I think was great. Yeah. I'm not sure about low cost carriers because I don't fly them. No, of course you don't. Nope. And you don't book them either. Nope. No, but and, of course, like, and, and, 
I mean, I don't think really now is the time to necessarily go that route, but it's it's really just interesting to see how this extension, I mean, it's just where I, and maybe, and I'm sure that you agree as well too, is that with like two weeks ago, okay, it seemed like there might've been like a certain trajectory and we're like, okay, we can see our way like out of it. Even if it's a long way, even you could still see the light at the end of the tunnel. And now everything's come crashing down again. You're like, what are we at? Like starting at stage one again, it's yeah. yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I don't want to get into politics of this whole thing. No, 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 no. We, we don't have to get into politics no. for sure, but it's, but it's, it just has been so crazy and frustrating to see. Um, what are your okay? So I mean, you know, you know the the industry rather well. Um, and being a hotel person, now we're kind of getting to the point that uh, hotels that thought that they could hold out for quite a bit, they're now having to make the the decision. Like, okay, we can't really keep ex- extending the furlough, and we will have to let people go. Mm-hmm. Um, could you be Uncle John for a minute and give some advice to those that might be in various parts of the travel industry that are like, "Oh, I might not have this right now," and they might not even. What are your? What would be your advice for them? It's a loaded question. Wow, that is a yeah, that's tough. And again, it, it continues down the road of our daily change of life. Uh, and, and I'm sorry to bring politics back in again, but I do know that the House and Senate come back to work after their two weeks off. Mm-hmm, of course. This week uh, for three weeks, and then they get the month of August off. And uh, uh, during these next two to three weeks, they're going to have to figure out what kind of monies they're going to be wanting to give Americans again to support them. It's, it's, it's a real, you know, Sarah, it's really, really hard because it's a question that I ask myself every day having a travel agency. What, do, what can I do to keep on going? I, I mean, this is my livelihood now after 30 years. And, and I, I, I just, we pull the belt tight and, and, and hold on as, uh, with our fingers as much as we can. Uh, the, but the person that's being furloughed and, and eventually let go from a hotel I, I mean, they're at square one now looking for a job in an industry that doesn't even exist right now. Mm-hmm. Come back to where it was again. I definitely think that the properties, the luxury properties that they're working at, if they if they happen to be somebody in the, in the Southern California market working at a property um, that's in Beverly Hills or in, in the West Side or something, that's a service industry that I think will come back a lot quicker than I think the person that might be working at the um, at the mid level hotel, uh, or even at, you know at a, at a family hotel like a residence inn, I, I just don't know where those jobs are going to come from, and I just don't know if the owners of those properties are going to now even look f- harder and look further at are they going to outsource that? Are they going to outsource mm-hmm. the cleaning of a hotel room to a a company that's cleaning four or five hotels in the same neighborhood? Mm-hmm. Takes care of the linen and takes care of the of the uh, uh, of cleaning linens and of cleaning glasses and and bringing trucks in daily to do that themselves versus the hotel keeping it in house. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a it's it, it's it's everywhere. It's it's in the restaurant industry too. How can a restaurant? Yeah, you know they've been closed for two months. Now they're open again, and now they're being told, "I'm sorry, well we're going to have to close you again." Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I just talked to a friend of mine. Uh, he is at a casino in Vegas. And uh, the casinos now opened up, uh, the bars were open, and now the bars are closed within a casino. You can't buy a drink, but you can still get a drink if you're gambling. 
I can get a free drink if I'm gambling, but I can't buy a drink. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But that's the livelihood. He's in the pit of the casino and it's the same story there. How are we going to bring back all of our dealers if we're not going to have all these tables available? Yeah. Yeah. So that actually uh, reminds me, I wanted to ask you, because I know that you did go to Vegas. So what was that experience like? That experience was very interesting. It was uh, it's it's unfortunate that the property that I stayed at, uh, which was the which was Caesar's Palace, I, I went there the day they opened. Caesar's Palace uh, furloughed everybody, as we know, mm-hmm. and brought everybody back to start getting the product up and running again. The wind went 180 degrees and didn't furlough people, but they cut their hours and continued to give them their pay. Wynn Resorts, and that includes the Encore and includes Boston. There are other resorts in Boston. Mm-hmm. Then went to work on how can we make the experience safe for the traveler that's going to come. Caesar's Palace went, okay, we're going to open it up again next week. Let's start bringing the people back. So my experience at Caesar's Palace is that I checked in, went through the temperature scan. Everybody was masked up, went to my room, got to the, the, the floor on, on whatever it was. The air conditioning wasn't turned on. Went into my room, the air conditioning wasn't turned on. That means I just entered a hotel room that's been closed for how many weeks? There was no paperwork, no material, no nothing. The mini bar was gone. The linen smelled like it had been for two and a half months, not changed. Wow. Oh yeah, it was terrible. But that makes sense. That makes sense because, and I've I've actually been telling people uh, that when it comes to hotels, the ones that were able to stay open I actually encourage people to to stay at those because they were forced to shift and pivot on Correct. the go, you know. Then you had the wind. Then you had wind mm-hmm. who kept people there, mm-hmm. who had a process of checking people in, a process of valeting cars, a process of you needing food or drink out of your mini bar. Mm-hmm. You called up a you had Alexa in the room and you asked Alexa, send whatever out of my mini bar to my room. And within five minutes, it was at your door. They knocked on your door. You opened it up and it was right there. Wow. Okay. Yes. Note to self, yes. definitely stay at win at this, at this point, right. at this juncture. Uh, and, and by the way, uh, here's a sales, uh, here's a sales lead for you. Oh, okay. Stay at win on, and you come on to the win property uh, and you arrive on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Mm-hmm. They're doing Stay three nights, pay two. Okay. It comes out to $369 for three nights. Wow. That includes a $100 spa credit. So now you're at $269, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, breakfast credit, mm-hmm. which they figure is somewhere between $50 and $60 for two. Mm-hmm. So let's just say it's $50 for two. So then that takes it from $260 down to $160, down to $110 bucks for three stay at the win if you use all their uh, all that and sign me up early check-in late check yes right yeah yeah of course early check-in late check-out because they've got they have the right. space wow right really yeah. that's that's good to know i have a feeling if i get the itch i might have to mm-hmm. make the drive to to vegas have you even if you lock yourself in your room and just stay on the 57th floor with the window open and watch tv for three days yeah, yeah, which is not a big deal. That would be, no, that would actually no. be kind of amazing, right? So you've probably stayed at a you know a couple of other hotels certainly on your mm-hmm. uh, your road trip. 
any sort of, you know, big things again, you know, I know I've spoken about this, but I love to hear what other people are, are seeing as well too. Uh, for those that are, okay, well, what are hotels doing? Were you seeing a lot of like grab and go breakfast, high tech, low touch, you know, almost a. I've seen it now at a couple of the resorts here in the Valley in Arizona, where the uh, front desk staff will come out to your car. If you're staying at a casita, mm-hmm. they'll come out to your car. Lots of QR codes, lots of QR Even for menus too, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. That's become huge everywhere. And and uh, that doesn't bother me. The, the menu, having a QR code with the menu on it doesn't bother me also. So lots of, uh, uh, they meet you at your car or they want you to check in online and, and you don't need to see them and or, or they'll come to your room with a key and it's already ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but, but again, the, the biggest thing for me has been what's being done to my room. Mm-hmm. You know, since you and I have talked in March, we have learned that, that the virus is not really laying around on services as much as uh, it's being transferred while we talk. Mm-hmm. But I still am interested in that. I'm still interested in on what they do after uh, it closes. And, and, it, and, it's, and I'm hoping that this really makes people, when they do enter a hotel room, look at it more on a sense of how clean is it? Mm-hmm. That's really bothered me the last uh, five or 10 years when I'm staying at a property is making sure that if my client is staying here, that he's going to be getting the same kind of service or or getting the same impression when he walks through the door as I, when I walk through the door. Yeah, I don't want to see wet rings on magazines. Well, I don't see magazines anymore, so there's no more wet rings. I don't see lint in the... Uh, uh, I don't want to see lint in either the intake or the outtake of the air conditioning system. Mm-hmm. And, and those are all simple little things that can be done. Yeah. And even, uh, you know, like less uh, what was like decorative pillows, none of like the additional, you know, things like like that. I mean, they're clearly reducing the the touch points in the in the rooms. And making sure that the linen, the, the linen is all the way stripped. Yes. All the way stripped down every time. Yeah, as they should. I mean, Oh, we always should, but yes, definitely that. Oh gosh, when I think about that, what happened prior um, would not so exciting. Um, well, <laughs> any any um, you know last sort of like words or sentiments as far as like what things are going on and how what's happening now and you know whether it's like what travelers should be looking at. Get in the car and go. Yeah, if they really want to get out and they really aren't bothered by uh, being you know. I'm, I'm in Arizona. Of the people being tested, 25% are coming back positive. But I still live in my same bubble with my family. You know, are we all going to get it? Probably. Does it go away, COVID? I don't know. Does it? Yeah. Get in your car and go. Um, if you have to fly, be safe flying and, and wear a mask. And hopefully that airline keeps that plane clean after every flight. Mm-hmm. And, and really be diligent on uh, when you're staying at a property in regards to their cleaning. Mm-hmm. Walk in that door and there's one thing that just makes you feel uneasy about it. Immediately tell them that you don't want to stay in that room and you want to go stay in another room. Mm-hmm. And then if you walk into that room, you feel the same way. You say to them, bring the general manager over and let's go look through rooms that you want me to stay in. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's smart. I mean, hopefully that's not so much the case, but I I think part of that sentiment is the fact that I mean, in general, you know, hotels, airlines, and all of that. I mean, they're they're trying to do the the best that they can, but 
it, it's also a relationship that goes both ways. So as travelers, we also na- need to take our own responsibility. So in this particular case, if something doesn't seem to meet standards, you know, you do bring it up, but also we need to be mindful and respectful when we're on the property. And, oh, most definitely. And not, not cause a fit. It's like, wait, why are lounge chairs moved separately? Why is breakfast grab and go? And it's like, Come on, guys. Like, we're, we're all trying to make the best out of the current situation. Right, right. It's a, and, and it's a catch-22. I was upset that I put some people in Bacara, which is a resort in Santa Barbara, Ritz-Carlton Bacara. And um, mm-hmm. uh, I was pretty upset when they reached out to me because they're paying $1,000 a night and being told, well, we're not getting this, we're not getting that. They, they, they weren't offering this. Uh, and I reached out to the resort and the biggest issue I had there is that the person that I would normally reach out to is on furlough. Then I reached out to the phone number, which, well, that's not being staffed currently by the people of, uh, Ritz Carlton, Ritz Carlton, but some general reservation agent. So I finally just went to the general manager of the hotel and, and, and got, got to him and he explained it all to me. And I, I explained it to him in regards to. If, if you're going to be charging that that price, you need to be uh, informing people what they are and are not, and not just on uh, a website mm-hmm. thinking that they're looking at it because the majority of the people are not reading your website on COVID from top to bottom. Yeah, exactly. And it's, right. and that brings up a great point because it's it's definitely the, the luxury experience is, is, is changing. So let's do one last thing for the day. Okay, what's our last thing? This is an old. This is my old job. Mm-hmm. Before I started travel, I made airplane models, mm-hmm. and these are plastic snap together airplane models. Have you ever heard of PSA? No, you're pretty young, <laughs> so you probably haven't heard of PSA. PSA was that. Pacific Southwest Airlines. It was based in San Diego. Uh, it started in the late '60s, uh, and it was uh, absorbed into U.S. Air. Uh, back in the 90s, it was along with Air Cal, which got absorbed into uh, American. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the, the cool thing with PSA is that they had, they, had, they had a smile on their airplane. See that? I love that. Yeah. Is that cute? That's super cute. This plane is called a BAE. I'm going to be getting to where my story is going. This plane is called the BAE 146. Mm-hmm. It's made in, a, it made in the UK and it was a very quiet airplane. So uh, it was... A lot of it had to do with flying in and out of quiet airports like Orange County mm-hmm. or Fremont, California, and things like that. But there was a pilot at uh, Air Cal who first started flying it, and he said, and this is back in the 80s, and he says, you know, this damn airplane is better off on the Smurf cartoons because it's just like a little cute little airplane, and those blue little Smurfs should be flying on this thing. Well, it's stuck for old guys like me, and we lovingly call this plane the Smurf Jet. Oh, I love that. And uh, they're now being used. There was a fire going on in the eastern half of Nevada, and they were using this airplane as a tanker. And uh, being the av geek that I am, I had to go over to St. George Airport, and I dragged my wife and my daughter with me. And I looked at the tail registration of that plane, uh, one of the fire drops plane, and it was N416AC. Mm-hmm. N416AC was delivered to Air California, and I had flown on that plane 13 times. 
Whoa. So it was nice to see an old girl still flying around. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So that was pretty cool for me. That gave me goosebumps seeing her and remembering her. And uh, I flew on her with my dad. I flew on her with some friends of mine. I, I, I mean, up and down uh, Orange County, up to the Bay Area and stuff like that all the time. That's so cool. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. So these models, uh, this one, I just, I, I built, I, I delivered these prior to becoming a travel agent. This is what I did. I graduated college and started building airplane models from, and and you simply just, they're done. So you just snap it together. See? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so now I've been going online and I've been starting to buy back some of the planes that I made because I'm like, I love- I'd like to have these. Yes, as you should. Yeah. And I bought this one on eBay and a gentleman says to me, are you the same John Decker that, you know, had these model companies back in the 80s? And I text, emailed him back. and I'm like, yes, I am. Do you have this, this and this? And he says, well, I bought it from you originally. And he said he didn't have the other ones. So I'll continue to look for some of the other ones. Oh, my gosh. Continue to look. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we'll talk about a trip down memory lane, which is a lot of that. Got a lot of them. I know. I know. Well, that being said, I know that we've talked about so many great things and it was a good good catch up and, and also just a really good kind of like recap as far as where we are in the industry as a whole right now. So Thank you, as always, for for joining. You're welcome. For for people that want to find you and know more about Uncle John, Johnny D. So I we have a landing page. It's uh, surfcitytravel.com. That's it. No info. No, just that's just how you can find us. Uh, what Instagram? I'm I'm John Decker Travel. You are. Yes, and uh, <laughs> um, yeah, people can find me through various ways. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Well, as always, you have definitely shared a lot of information and also great to to find out what it's like going out on a road trip right now and even going down memory lane and taking a look at those model airplanes. So as always, thank you um, for everybody that is listening. You can definitely find out more about John. I'll make sure that his details are all linked here. And in the meantime, continue to plan your road trips. And that'll be the best and smartest way to get about town. Thank you guys for listening. And I will join you next week. Thank you, John. You're welcome, honey.